You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Today on the Morning Edition, Alaska loses a legend. A founding member of the last great race has died. We'll hear more from his daughter and current race director about the legacy he leaves behind. We have just seen uh, increasingly elevated levels of need across the state, uh, reaching even pre-pandemic levels uh, or, or peak pandemic levels in some cases. At a time the need is increasing, Alaska decides to opt out of a program that would help families in need of food assistance over the summer. We'll find out why. And later, if you've ever dreamed of owning someone else's old teeth, now might be your chance. Find out how much Winston Churchill's false set of chompers is expected to fetch at auction. As the morning edition starts now. Good Monday morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I know that's been on your list for a long time. You can finally own Winston Churchill's teeth, Tracy. I was just staring <laughs> open mouth at the screen going. <laughs> I know why, right? Some of right. I mean, it's bizarre. cool to own something from Winston <laughs> Churchill, but not his teeth. Yeah. No, That's creepy. Mm -mm. Okay. I agree. <laughs> well, good Monday morning to you. Let's, ugh. anyway, how are you? I'm good. How are you on this Monday morning? It's good. We had a beautiful weekend, if you like cold weather. And really, that is going to be the theme all morning long. It is cold outside. It's cold in South Central. It's cold in Southwest. It's cold in the interior in Northern Alaska. Alaska is just cold. Southeast, you're not quite so cold, but you got all the snow. It is headed your direction again today. So let's check this out. We've got temperatures three above. We deal with single digits a lot, but check out this feels like your wind chill right there, 13 below. So it is chilly when you get out and about this morning. So I don't, if your kids are heading out to the bus stop, Make sure they're wrapped up this morning because it is brisk out there. Around South Central, we're at minus three in Palmer. Talkeetna, you're at five above. We've got three on Kenai. You're going to drop below zero overnight tonight. Homer at 16 degrees for your current temperature. But let's look at some of these current wind chills. We've got temperatures here in the Anchorage area. We're, we drop all the way down to 13 below. It takes you down to 10 below in Wasilla, minus three in Palmer, so you kind of stay the same, but all the way down to seven below in Talkeetna, your ambient air temperature is above zero. So we're really dealing with even a little bit of wind when we're at these temperatures, particularly across the interior. You know what that does, it just drops it down. So we've got a chance of a little bit of snow this morning around the coastal areas. Really not much is expected to move through. Over the next couple of hours, next couple of days, we're gonna just see those continued clear skies. Those clouds that we do have are going to move out of the way and we're gonna end up with clear. And you know that means at this time of year when it's clear, it is cold. So throughout the day, today look for temperatures to stay pretty chilly throughout the day, maybe hitting 10, 15 degrees for our high. Kristen? 
One of the founders of the Iditarod died over the weekend. Howard Farley Sr. died Saturday at the age of 91. His daughter, Melissa King, said he died of natural causes and that he passed away in the presence of loved ones, including some of his 10 children. Farley was a musher in the first ever Iditarod race, ran back in 1973. He, alongside his wife Julie, would go on to run the race headquarters in Nome for approximately 20 years. ITC race director Mark Nordman reflected on the impact Farley had over the decades. Howard was absolutely an icon within Iditarod. You know, he knew it as well as any of us. Even today, he was surely a history buff, and being a competitor and being from Nome, he will be dearly missed by all of us. Farley originally lived in Seattle, Washington before moving to Alaska. Melissa King was able to share some insight on what led her father to the state and the sport as a whole. He was uh, a butcher in Seattle, Washington, and they said, hey, we need a butcher in Nome, Alaska. Anyone want to go? And he raised his hand and said, I'll go. And that's how he ended up in Alaska. And then he, he saw that the dog machine was starting to go away and the, the snow machines were coming around. And he's like, that's going to become a lost, a lost art. And he started mushing dogs and, and got hooked. Farley was approaching his 92nd birthday as well as another Iditarod itself. The 52nd running of the race is just under two months away. Alaska is one of 15 states this year not participating in a federal program that would have provided eligible families with extra food assistance for kids over the summer. Lexi Alverton shares details about the Alaska Department of Education and Early Development and the Department of Health's decision to opt out of the summer EBT program. This is such a crucial issue for so many people in our state. The Food Bank of Alaska say they've seen an increasingly higher need for food than they normally do, especially this past year, with many of their partner organizations having record-breaking days of people in need. At the same time, the state says they won't be participating in a federally funded summer EBT program. It is disappointing, um, but we do know that both the uh, uh, Department of Education and Early Development and the Division of Public Assistance are uh, overwhelmed with uh, the continuing backlog of SNAP applications. The governor has pointed to the state opting out of the program because of outstanding SNAP applications, which were listed as more than 12,000 as of late last year. If the state continues to opt out, many say that will come with costs. Ultimately, what it means is less food for families and children that need it. Uh, and a greater demand on our network of, of food banks and food pantries. The summer EBT program, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, has been proven to reduce child hunger and improve diet quality. Food insecurity has continued to be uh, an enormous challenge for Food Bank of Alaska and our network. And we continue to, to put this message out, but we have just seen uh, increasingly elevated levels of need across the state, uh, reaching even pre-pandemic levels. Uh, or, or peak pandemic levels in some cases. Alaska's news source requested a response on the summer EBT program from the governor's office. They forwarded it to the Department of Education and Early Development. Caroline Hemp, the public information officer of DEED, says in part, quote, the Alaska Department of Education and Early Development and the Alaska Department of Health are not participating in the summer EBT program this year. Adding in part, quote, although the program will be administered by DEED, it is the eligibility technicians at the Department of Health who would process and verify the eligibility of applicants for the summer EBT program. 
These eligibility technicians are working hard to clear up the backlog of SNAP applications and expect to have that completed by this spring. Lex Yelverton, Alaska's news source. Alaska Department of uh, Education and Early Development says once the backlog of SNAP applications has been cleared, the department will reconsider launching the summer EBT program. They encourage Alaskan families needing food assistance to apply for the summer food service program, which provides eligible children's meal uh, eligible children meals free of charge with no application required. Debate at the state capitol got heated Saturday over education. An education bill advanced to the Alaska House uh, floor after a nearly seven-hour-long public hearing. Georgina Fernandez breaks down what the bill includes and how the public is reacting. This bill is rushed and has more holes in it than a slice of Swiss cheese. That's one of many perspectives given Saturday to the 15 sections that are now Senate Bill 140. Others thank lawmakers for prioritizing a variety of education funding needs. This bill invests directly into teachers and supports school districts in their work to attract and hire the best teachers. Public testimony spanned more than seven hours on Saturday, much of it focusing on funding and charter schools. The bill proposes an appeal process when school boards make decisions about charter schools and allows more flexibility for the creation of charter schools. Expanding the state authorization process is an investment in our students and families to grow learning opportunities. Many oppose, saying there's no need for a change. Charter schools are not a problem, so they should be left in the hands of those they impact. The bill also proposed a $300 increase to the base student allocation known as BSA. Many testifiers saying on Saturday the BSA is too low. The state of Alaska is failing students and communities under by underfunding the BSA. The cost of living in rural Alaska has increased and we have major facility costs looming with our aging infrastructure. Dina Bishop, the state education commissioner says funding should be budgeted for a specific purpose rather than just increasing the BSA. That we must strategically target funds to achieve the academic goals that you, the legislature, the department itself, and our state and local school, school boards have established for our students. The bill also proposes a budget range for teachers that could be anywhere from $5,000 to $15,000 per teacher, depending on the district. Lawmakers say this was a way to increase teacher retention and recruitment incentives. Many educators testifying against it. It's in some ways an insult because it does not, as others have said, include other educators within our schools that are vitally important. But across the board, everyone was on the same page about one thing. We have a future of Alaska and we need a proper education. Wanting to fund the best education possible for students. Georgina Fernandez, Alaska's News Source. The bill passed unanimously by the House Rules Committee. It now moves to the House floor. If passed, it would then move to the Senate before moving to a conference committee. There, lawmakers from both bodies would attempt to negotiate differences for a final version of the bill. It's about to be much easier for many to make phone calls in Homer. 4G has made its way to the Kenai Peninsula. We're basically allowing more people to do more things all at the same time on our network. 
According to Verizon, customers in the Homer area will now have access to faster service. The wireless company recently turned on two new cell sites in Homer earlier this month. These new sites will provide expanded coverage and capacity to downtown Homer and improved coverage and performance in areas like Skyline Drive, Diamond Ridge Drive, Highland Drive, Bay Ridge Road, and along the critical highway entry into Homer. Verizon put equipment on the vertical bridge tower to bring LTE service to Seldovia. Some community members say it's been a step up from their 3G service. Coming up in today's All Good News, possibilities, opportunity, and self-reflection. I'm definitely not saying no to myself. Um, taking advantage of all opportunities and not shorting myself. We're looking ahead to the rest of the new year and what people here in Alaska are excited about or looking forward to in 2024. And here's a look at your sun data for today. Sunrise, not until 943, but it's definitely getting earlier sunset, 439 this afternoon. Total of six hours and 55 minutes for gaining four, uh, four minutes and 43 seconds. Welcome back on this Monday morning. We're experiencing some chilly temperatures. Let's turn to Tracy to see what the forecast is looking like. Yeah, it's cold and it's going to stay cold. I mean, really throughout the next couple of days, we are not going to see much change. Now, we saw a little bit of cloud cover yesterday and I was kind of hopeful briefly. But then I looked at the forecast and yeah, no, that cloud cover. Oh, look, there was a little planet going by there Did you see that? as it went ahead and that planet was setting. So. Clear skies out there, clear skies at this time of year, you know that means it's going to be cold. It is going to be sunny, so we do have that. But around the Anchorage area right now, it's nine below ambient air temperature over in Muldoon, over at Merrill Field, Jay Bear seven below over at Eagle River. Now it's three above at the airport, but we are going to factor in those winds. And because of that, it's a little bit more windy over the airport. So your feels like temperature, your wind chill is down to 13 below. Really not seeing much wind across East Anchorage, which is good news because temperatures are already on the cold side. Looking across the state, we don't get much of a change until later in this week. We're really waiting for this ridge of high pressure. It just needs to have something to help break it down, move it out. It has plopped itself on the state and it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere for at least, I would say, until Friday. That's when we start to see a change. Now, things are moving around it. Northern Alaska, you've got this system that's moving through. That's going to bring snow, blowing snow, cold wind chills for you over the next couple of days. And then down in southeast, you just can't quite get a break with this rain and snow. More is headed your direction. So you see that little system moving across the top. Clear skies across the interior and south central, southwest, all the way to the Canadian border. And then here in south central, those clouds move off as well. Really, it's all around the outside, the very edges of the state. Everything else is clear sky and under that high pressure. So we're just really going to be under this system, I'd say, as I said, probably till about Friday. And then we start to see some signs that it is going to break down. Now, we do have a winter weather advisory because that system moving through. That goes into effect later on tonight and lasts until Wednesday. As this system moves through, you could see wind chills down to 50 below. We're talking snow and blowing snow in the area. Down in southwest, this is another area we're looking at deep, deep wind chills in southwest Alaska. So just really be prepared. You know what you're dealing with, cold temperatures. Anytime you get that wind, it's really going to drop that wind chill. And then down in southeast, we're still dealing with winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories. We could see around Juneau today, four to seven inches of new snow, one to two inches of snow expected 
around Haines, one to three expected around the uh, Skagway area. So temperatures today, high in Fairbanks, only 34 below, clear skies, 24 below in McGrath. You'll get to about four in Dillingham. You're gonna stay to minus eight around Utkiagvik. In Southeast Alaska, it is snow and rain in the area. As I said, we'll see that heavy snow around Juneau. In South Central, overall, it's just cold and we're dealing with those clear skies. So that's good news. Not a lot of wind, a little bit windy down around Homer, mostly cloudy, a little bit of cloud cover, particularly this morning around Prince William Sound, but then those clouds will move out. And then for the Matsu Valley, you're basically looking at mostly sunny to sunny skies for today. And then here in Anchorage, it's going to be sunshine and a high today, I would say somewhere around 14 degrees, but that's near the airport, could be a little bit colder in East Anchorage. So still, it's just going to be cold over the next couple days. we got to dress for it and do what we can to stay warm. Yeah, but I always love to see the sunshine, so yes. that's good. Thanks, Tracy. With the pandemic somewhat behind us and a new year ahead of us, what are people thinking these days? Dave asked people just that. What's top of mind for people here in Anchorage and finding the good in America? And today's all good news. I like to get out and just talk to people to see how they're doing as we enter 2024. Uh, Priscilla, you look lovely today. What's on your mind? You got a good smile. I like yeah, I like when I see people. I'm looking forward to 2024 and all, everything that I'll bring. And sometimes just the adjusting of the people is interesting. Well, good. Bill, what's going on today? It's a gorgeous day here in Anchorage. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, you're gonna step a little ahead of me. Denisha was so happy to get closer to the camera. <laughs> Not so giant. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, well you seemed like you, you had a pause there. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Justin here had just got lunch for his employees. What's what's top of mind these days uh, as we enter into 2024? Oh man, you know, just looking for a good year this year. My family. I love my family. My family here in Alaska. I got a new grandbaby. Yeah, I'm definitely not saying no to myself. Um, taking advantage of all opportunities and not shorting myself. Hey, what's top of mind for Jessica these days? Uh, I, I work with children and I work at the, the Jewish campus, so a lot of the, the war going on is at the top of my mind, really. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sure. How do, how do you explain that to kids? Uh, it's, it's difficult, but uh, we, we try to just tell them, you know, if we do our job being good and doing good things and let everybody else do their job, we can just make the world a better place by just doing good things. Bill is a pastor in town and says 2024 is about possibilities. The opportunity to go back to what we might term normal or to maybe move ahead with some new normals that we create for ourselves, being aware of the fragility of our lives and that of our neighbors. Um, we can maybe go forward. Um, I like that, forward. moving positively forward. I had another question. What do you like about America? Uh, obviously the freedom, you know, I, I own my own business and uh, you know, it's just the being able to do what we want to do. Freedom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> freedom to do what you want. Yeah. You know, live a good, really good life. You know, we have a good life here in America. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, no, they don't. You know, and Alaska provides yeah. the best life out of, uh, you know, really uh, any other state. You know, I'm sure you travel around, Alaska grows on you, you know, and you go to these. What makes uh, Bill happy these days? Well, I like blue sky for one thing. That's pretty great. Uh, it's uh, navel orange season, so even though we don't exactly grow them here, that's one of those little life gifts I don't take for granted either. We are pretty lucky. Freedom, navel oranges, and high fives, or even the high chest. Life is good. I'm Dave Allgood, and that's... Happy 2024. Happy New Year to you and yours. May this be a rich one. The All Good News. And of course, if you have an all good story for Dave, send him an email at allgoodnews at ktuu.com. 
You've been listening to the Alaska's New Source podcast. Subscribe to have the latest episodes delivered to your library automatically.